huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. I'm going to share with you the 11 dramatic changes I would make to the government right now that I believe would transform the UK and stop everyone leaving. The death of the UK, and if I were Prime Minister, what I'd do to fix it. Thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people have been calling for me to run for Prime Minister because they believe I have some common sense solutions to this broken country and broken economy. I have never done a video like this. I risk being cancelled and deplatformed and demonetized by the system, also known as the Matrix. But if I'm known for saying, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything, I have to live by my own mantra. Now, for years, I've dismissed the idea of being a prime minister. The thought of being a politician, I couldn't think of anything worse. It would make me projectile vomit through my nostrils. However, I might have some news on this coming soon. As an entrepreneur for nearly two decades, owning 340 rental units, probably bought and sold another 350, run the UK's largest property training company, authored now 19 business and property books, I speak to thousands of peers who are entrepreneurs like me, and they're all pissed off with the UK. They all want to leave the UK. In fact, many of them have left. They're going to Dubai. They're going to Lisbon. They're going anywhere but the UK. Now, I know the UK isn't the only place in the world like this. Many people are leaving certain states in America in their droves. And this saddens and shocks me. Whilst I wouldn't say I'm hugely patriotic, there are so many things about the UK that I love. And to see it die and to see all the people that have funded the growth of the UK in the last 20 years all want to leave, it really upsets me. Now, since I've been an entrepreneur, I've got to know some very powerful politicians. In fact, the most powerful politician in the UK right now with the greatest influence by a mile is someone I know very well. This is content I thought I'd never do because I don't normally talk about things I'm not an expert in that I don't do every single day. However, I believe the economy is not being run like an economy. I believe the core hub, the engine of the ship of the government and of the country is the economy and the economy is being ruined. Now, some of the 11 changes I would make that I'm going to share with you in a moment that would phoenix the UK, that would rise it from the ashes of darkness and death. Some of these are common sense. Some of these you could only know if you've run a real business. The economy is not a real business and this is a major problem. I'm very proud to say this episode is sponsored by AG1. As you know, we're more than 1,000 episodes into Disruptors and I very rarely have sponsors. I'm really choosy on sponsors and I only pick people that I love myself and I use myself. I have turned down loads of sponsors, but personally I've been using AG1 for nearly 14 years myself before we ever did a sponsorship deal with them. For me, AG1 really helps with my mental focus, clarity and overall well-being. As someone who's really freaking busy and can't always sit down and eat a million vegetables in a day, knocking back a big pint full of AG1 in the morning is perfect for me. Of course, health is wealth, and I'm in my mid-40s, I'm realising that more and more. 
So if you'd like to try AG1 yourself with a special exclusive offer that I have for you right now, go to drinkag1.com forward slash disruptors. That's drinkag1.com forward slash disruptors and get a free year supply of vitamin D3, K2 and five travel packs with your first purchase on me. So one more time, that's drinkag1.com forward slash disruptors. AG1, thanks for sponsoring the show. You are legends. So having hired in total thousands of staff and currently around 150 and doing more than a quarter of a billion in sales in the last nearly two decades, let's get into this. I'm going to share with you the 11 dramatic changes I would make to the government right now that I believe would transform the UK and stop everyone leaving and in fact draw in investment and technology from other countries around the world. Dramatic reform number one, I would rip up the tax code. It is thousands of pages long. It is unnecessarily complicated. I have to hire 12 people in my finance department, mostly for VAT returns, mostly for tax returns, mostly as a police mechanism to pay HMRC and our government way too much tax. It justifies thousands of staff that the public sector government hire, most of whom aren't needed. I'll come to that point in a moment. Progressive taxes do not work. They are actually not fair. And the people at the very top avoid the progressive tax because they pay 4% or 0%. And the people at the very bottom get hurt. We need to change the hierarchy of how tax is taxed. Now, tax can vary from 0% to 60%. And that's just income tax in a specific tight band. Income tax is 60%. Corporation tax has just gone up to 25%. Income tax for a high-rate taxpayer, which isn't high anymore, is 45%. You have business rates. You have national insurance for the employer, national insurance for the employee. You have levies, insurances, and licenses, and all these fancy names. They're all taxes. I roughly worked out with what you earn and then what you buy with your tax-paid money up to 70% of everything you earn and spend is tax for the government. Yet they are in trillions of debt. How can this be? So why can't we have a flat rate? Progressive taxing does not work. Let's simplify it down. Let's have a 20% flat rate. You earn 100 grand, you pay 20%. You earn a billion, you pay 20%. And you actually make the billionaires pay the 20%. You earn 10 grand, you pay 20%. You earn 150 day as a beggar because beggars earn 150 a day, professional beggars, you pay 20%. Now, of course, in the current government, this isn't going to happen because they can't blind you with stealthiness and confusion. They would have to get rid of, I don't know, a quarter or a third of their workforce that are justified to keep this tax code running. Bullshit baffles brains, that's what my old boss used to say. Let me just read you these shocking statistics. In 2018, the top 100 UK companies generated profits of 312 billion. And this is according to Merchant Machine. Assuming these companies are only paying 4% corp tax in reality, what if they paid 10% corp tax in reality? Just an extra 6% of 312 billion is an extra 12.48 billion. In 2023, the UK generated 1,017 billion, so a trillion, in revenue. So this would be an extra 12% in revenue without any drastic or unfair changes or increases. So the working class, the middle class, the new rich, the small business owner and the entrepreneur, they're all being penalised and paying far too much tax, even though 55% of the whole economy is small business owners. 
But then you've got the billions who are paying 4% out of 25% corp tax. Doesn't make any sense. Of course, the broke people and the victims are going to be in the comments saying, oh, a flat rate tax, that is not fair. The more you earn, the more you should pay. But the problem is, the more you earn and the more you pay, you get to a point where you are not incentivized to earn anymore. And you either stop earning more because you're going to give 70% of it to the government, or you're going to leave the country and go to Lisbon and go to Dubai where the taxes are virtually nil. And you're going to start a business out there and it's worth all the time and costs and set up to do it. Like I've got a family, my parents are still alive and they live in the UK and I'm seriously thinking about leaving this place. The second big reform I'd make if I were prime minister, this is a nice easy one, I would walk in and immediately fire half of the government. There's far too many public sector sponges. Now, it's not necessarily the fault of the individual, it's the fault of the system. There are no incentives for growth in the public sector. In fact, there are often incentives for wastage. Do you know that over half of HMRC now work from home? And we have a bloated, constipated government with thousands of staff moving paper around. I would immediately go in and fire the lowest producing half. Now, the third dramatic reform I do when I immediately walked into number 10 is I would reach out to the most successful business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, the influencers who've been decades in business. Think of the dragons in Dragon's Den or Richard Branson or Elon Musk or whoever had run a real big business for decades. And I would offer them a role full time or part time or consultant for the government. The government runs a legally insolvent business. It's called the economy. Now, as an entrepreneur or a business owner, it is illegal to trade insolvently. Trading insolvently means knowingly trading at a loss. Well, most people know that the UK government's more than three trillion in debt and America's government is 10 times that debt. It's not hard to find that information out. So everyone knows that the government is running a legally insolvent business, yet they're allowed to, and we can go to prison for it or get struck off as a director for it. Doesn't make any sense. One rule for them, one rule for us. So I'm actually going to get some advisors into the government who have generated hundreds of millions and billions in profit in a real economy called a business. So if I fire everyone who's never run a real economy, and I bring in some of the best advisors in the UK and the world who've run billion pound and billion dollar economies, we can actually make our economy a solvent trading business that makes profits. The economy should make profit. Problem is when something is not for profit, it ends up being for loss. Now, this part's going to shock some people. I'd love your thoughts in the comments. I would actually pay the good politicians much more salary. The prime minister and the senior politicians get a very low salary for the amount of hours that they work and the amount of stress and pressure that they have. They should be paid much more. The senior politicians who are going to run our economy, because our economy is the fuel of everything. Oh, no, but the NHS is. Well, what funds that? The economy. Oh, no, but the police is. Well, what funds that? The economy. So I'm going to dramatically increase the salaries of the top politicians so they actually want to change the country. Nigel Farage told me there are two types of politician. The politician that wants to be something. The politician that wants to do something. The be something is, oh, I want to be famous after and get paid a quarter of a million pounds for an after-dinner keynote speech. And I want to go and I'm a celebrity, get me out of it and get paid half a million pounds. Uh -uh. We do not need those type of politicians. We need the politicians who want to do something. They want to change the country. They want, they want to make a difference. They want to put a dent in the universe. Now, to be fair to many politicians, I'm sure they come in wanting to do something and then the system beats it out of them.
So we need to change the system. The government is a four-loss-making, legally insolvent non-economy. We need to turn it into a for-profit, private sector business. The fourth dramatic reform is these hundreds of billions that I've generated in revenue just by getting a bit more tax off the billionaires and the billion pound and dollar corporations. I'm going to invest that back into entrepreneurs, startup businesses and workers who learn a new skill and trade. The UK used to have brilliant apprentice schemes. If you wanted to be a carpenter, a plumber, a builder, you wanted to be in construction. Now, if there was a war that decimated much of the UK, like there's been in the Middle East, we would desperately need construction workers, builders, bricklayers, plumbers, actual valuable trades. We would not need people with lip filler and massive tits and hips going, oh, look at me on social media, on Instagram. We wouldn't need any fucking influencers. We would need people with genuine influence. We would need men to build rows. We would need women to create emotional support in the form in the form of therapists. And we would need nurses and doctors and real professions. And these professions are dying because the apprentice level has gone in the UK and real trades have been overlooked. These hardworking core workers in the UK should get paid more money. Now, people moan that nurses and valuable trades do not get paid enough. They would if I was hiring them. I'm an entrepreneur, I run a private sector, and the more valuable someone is in my company, the more I pay them. Who pays the nurses? The nurses are paid by the public sector. So actually, what I was going to say is, well, the government pay the nurses. No, they don't. You pay the nurses, but the government control the salaries, the fees, and the pricing. So they've got it all wrong because they're giving backhanders here and there, and billionaire corporations are paying virtually nothing, and the core-level workers are not earning enough money. This country has been decimated since March 2020 when you know what happened. It's also been decimated since Brexit when a lot of decent European workers who actually wanted to work hard, they all left. This needs to change. This is the backbone of our country. And then there's the startups, the entrepreneurs. These people are getting punished and wiped out and exiled or anyone that wants to start their own business and passion, they're thinking, what's the point? You know, these new taxes come in to tax you if you rent out your room and to tax you on your second-hand clothes that you own. I'm just waiting for the breathing tax and the thinking tax. So this government needs entrepreneurs, employers, needs people in tech. It needs a thriving startup hub. And no one's going to do that if there's a 90% failure rate on starting your own business. And if corp tax is 25% and VAT is 20% and income tax is 45% and then there's business rates and national insurance, why is anyone going to start a business? Remember, more than 50% of the entire company is generated by small business. So why are they biting the hand that feeds them? So I would create incentives, tax breaks, subsidies, apprenticeships and mentoring as a staple government service to help startup entrepreneurs. All the way through your journey, you're going to get support from me. And the more successful you are, the less tax you're going to pay, not the other way around. Problem with progressive tax is it's essentially a voting tool. Because if you think about it from a pure incentive point of view, you are going to be less incentivized the more you're penalized. Tax is a penalty, and the more you earn, the more you get penalized, so you are less incentivized to earn more. But progressive tax is great for getting votes from the masses who are pissed off with the billionaires. But if the government taxed the billionaires fairly, and I'm not saying overtaxed, I'm just saying fairly taxed, and then underpenalized the working class, the startup entrepreneurs, this attitude would completely change. The fifth dramatic reform. Let's have another load of bitching and moaning and complaining in the comments. Rob is a greedy, evil capitalist bastard.
I would wipe out most of welfare. Now, if you have a genuine disability that is proven and you are incapacitated and you can't work, you should be entitled to some welfare. You should also be incentivized and educated on what you can provide for your nation. Now, bear with me here. This is important. I did calls on Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and all through to New Year. I do it every year as a way to give back and help people. And I spoke to one man who'd had a motorbike accident and he was bound by a wheelchair. I spoke to another man who contracted a rare disease and he'd become paralyzed from the neck down. Neither of these two men wanted to go on welfare. These two men wanted to learn from me how they can be valuable, how they can contribute, and how they can earn. So I helped them think about the knowledge they have in their mind. Because as long as you've got your mind, you can earn money and you can be valuable and you can contribute. Another quick story. I often walk around my city center interviewing people for my TikTok channel. And I often give money away. And when I give money away, you see lots of people swarming me who are on benefits or who have welfare. And I regularly ask them, why don't they work? And one or two of them say that they can't work. And I look at them and I think, well, you probably can work and you can come here and be interviewed by me and collect money. So you probably can. And then many of them tell me it's not worth it. They can earn more on welfare. If they got a job, they'd earn less. I mean, what the fuck? While I was doing one of these interviews, I went up to the, my local community support workers. There's a lot of people on the streets in Peterborough. There's a lot of people on the streets in my city. And I said to them, how are we able to get these people off the streets? And he says, well, they're all professional beggars. I went, what do you mean? He said, they've got their own houses, paid for by the government, and then they come and professionally beg and earn up to £200 a day as a professional beggar. <laughs> How much tax do you reckon they pay? Progressive? No. How can it be that the government is stealing your money and giving it to people who are gaming the system? This needs to change, and I'm wiping out half of that welfare at least. Now, I'm not a cold, insensitive bastard. What I'm immediately going to do is I'm going to put that person who was on welfare on a training program and I'm going to teach them a core skill. Whether it's a bricklayer, a construction worker, maybe they work on the roads, or I help them turn some kind of passion or skill that they have into a profession. I believe everyone on welfare wants to be valuable and doesn't want to be a sponge to society. And it's only a small few who actually should be on welfare. Everyone else can be valuable. Number six dramatic reform is I would completely reform education. There would be no tutors or lecturers who are theorists who've never run a real business teaching business, economics and finance. They would all get fired. There's this saying, those that can do, those that can't teach. And we have many people who are theorists. And I would replace the theorists with the doerists. I would have people in education who've actually run a business who've actually run an economy, who actually know how to make money and handle money and manage money. And the school system would be dramatically changed where there would be more trades and more skills necessary for the growth of the nation. And there would be compulsory financial education, building personal wealth, managing your own money, budgeting, managing your money emotions. All of this would be compulsory in schools. Imagine if everyone could manage their money well. Imagine if everyone was good with money. Imagine if everyone was wealthy. People say, oh, it's not possible because there's inequality of wealth distribution. There isn't. There's inequality of knowledge on knowing how to get wealthy. That's where the inequality is. And that's actually created in the school system. You are suppressed. Everything that you are born with, this infinite, unlimited potential, your creativity, your rebelliousness, your entrepreneurial flair, your resourcefulness, this is all banged and hammered out of you. 
And by the time you're 18, that's all been unlearned and you are indoctrinated. And now you are just a consumable product for the government. Maximum tax revenue from you. Maximum interest revenue from you. Do not question. Do not challenge. Own nothing and be happy. So I will run the governments and the school system like a real business, not like a charity. The thing with a charity is, have you seen all the salaries that the people who run the charities earn? These not-for-profit organisations. So there would be incentives in government for politicians, in the school system, and the better someone is, the more they get paid. There would be commission structures and no ceiling, incrementally increasing rewards, and most of the public sector would become like the private sector. I don't know what number we're on. We're on number seven or eight. But the next dramatic reform is I would let the banks go bust if they're insolvent. Now, the reason I've included this one is because banks and central governments are supposed to be independent of each other. They are not. They are one entity. So when banks legally trade insolvently granted by the government, there is no incentive to become solvent because if they go bust, which they know they won't because they know they'll get bailed out. But if they do get bust, they'll get bailed out. And who will bail them out? Oh, the government. And who pays the government? Oh, the taxpayer. And who's the taxpayer? You. Now, look, I know it would hurt some savers. So what I would do is I'd do a big PR campaign and warn people that banks can go bust and it's an individual's responsibility to insure their own money, diversify their own money, protect their own money, like it would be if you put it into crypto or any other decentralized class. I would promote banks as a decentralized asset class. And if banks went bust, they would go under. Now, all of a sudden, if banks knew they could go under and they didn't have this safety net, they would start to perform like legally trading businesses. Now, what angers me is the banks make trillions and they can go bust and they can get bailed out. So they've got no downside and all upside. And the only risk is your money, not theirs. That's wrong. That needs to change. They need to have their own risk and they need to have their own upside because I believe in aligning incentives. I have, what, 130 active staff in my business. And I know that if I financially line up the desires and goals of my staff member with the desires and goals of the business, they're going to make more money. I'm going to make more money. And then when I make more money, they can get paid more money. And then when they get paid more money, they're going to make me more money. And it is a virtuous cycle. And this does not happen in the banking sector and in the public sector and in the government. I probably should have put this one at the start, but here we are. But in fact, thinking about it from the helicopter view, the entire political system needs to change. The problem right now is there is no democracy. The last three UK prime ministers, the people did not vote. The controlling party chose out of 200 people. There are, what, 70 million people in the UK. We should all have a choice and we should all have a voice and we should all have a vote if we have chosen a democratic system. So we do not have a democratic system. We have one that's pretending to be. And the last three prime ministers, we had no choice. This is wrong. I believe there should be really strict financial rules on how you raise money for donations for campaigns. I believe there should be more competition to get in power. I believe it should be harder to get in power. And then once you're in power, I believe you should be given more time. If you like football, football managers are often in, out, in, out. And when clubs hire and fire, like Man United have done for a decade, the club doesn't move forward. You need someone who's given a budget, 
a long-term plan. They're given maybe a season or two to fail because they're taking on the legacy of someone else's problem. Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool is a great example. He's been given time. His first season wasn't very good. Alex Ferguson's first season or two was not very good at Manchester United, but they were given tenure and length. You need a decade to make a difference in politics. And to be fair to the politicians, who I've been quite tough on here, they're not given enough time and they're just picking up the legacy of someone else's mess. Okay, look, I could go on forever here. So now I'm just going to summarise and finish this off with listing a few more things. I think the government should start paying back their debt. They never pay their debt off with their money. They pay their debt off with your money through quantitative easing and inflation. And I believe political incentives should be in place to reduce the national debt. When you have a company, your assets are in a balance sheet. It's called a balance sheet because the liabilities and the assets should balance. And if you have more liabilities than assets, you are in debt and you are trading insolvently. And you could be trading insolvently. The books are never balanced. They're always in the negative and there's no punishment for keeping them in the negative and no reward for bringing them back into the positive. Because after all, if the economy is thriving and profitable and not in debt, everyone benefits. Number 10 or whatever number we're on, I would completely refund the police. The police is so underfunded. I think Two to three percent of all rape cases actually get convicted. Pretty similar with theft and knife crime, for example. That needs to completely change. We need to model some other countries that are much harder on crime, but the police get a really bad rap, but they are so underfunded. Same with the NHS. The NHS doesn't need more funding. It needs a complete reform. The model is broken. It's a bucket with a massive hole in it that we are pouring Hundreds of billions a year. What, 200 odd billion a year? I don't know. Hundreds of billions we are pouring into the NHS. It's got the biggest hole in the bucket out of probably any public sector service. It needs a complete reform. We need to look at the insurance-based model or even the privatisation-based model because it is broken. There is no NHS. There is no public sector healthcare because you cannot get in and then you have to go private. You're paying twice. And then the final one, and my friend Nigel might not be happy with me about this, but I would look to reverse Brexit. I want to encourage tech innovation, foreign overseas money, investment back into the UK. I want all the best workers from around the world to come back and work and build this great nation. And we exiled them all through Brexit, and I think that needs to be reversed. Right, now I've got a double hernia, and I nearly popped my jugular sharing this content with you. As you can see, I'm fucking passionate about it. I was born in the UK. I'm very proud of this nation, and it hurts me to see it sinking like the Titanic. Now, look, if you disagree with me and you think there's still great things about the UK, let me know in the comments. If there's, if there's anything I've missed or anything you want to share put them in the comments. I'll get in the comments. Let's keep this discussion going. This was a very different style of content than I usually do. In fact, I've never done anything like this. So if you like this kind of content, you want me to share more of this kind of content, let me know by leaving a review. Let me know in the comments and I will do more of it. If you want me to do less of it, I'll do less of it. If there's any guests or politicians or economists you want me to get on the show, I will listen to you, but you need to let me know in the comments. And I'm not going to beg you to like, subscribe and share. I'm going to tell you to. Thanks for tuning in and remember... If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.